All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome y'all to another episode of the Daily Dollar Short Podcast. It's your boy, Martin. And this is Marlon. And this is Patrick. All right. So, one, I want to thank everybody, first and foremost, that listened to the last episode, commented, shared, you know, all that fun stuff. We, we definitely appreciate it. And I want to those suggestions, up. which were always appreciated. Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, Sandy, I, I'm telling you, she, she's not with us tonight, but I definitely want to say thank you for joining us last episode. It was a pleasure, yeah, and, it was fun. Uh, absolutely. So, so jumping right into it, man, uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. So, a lot I, going on in this damn thing we call the world. Absolutely. So, jumping right into it, uh, how, how do you feel about Nicki Minaj, Pat? You know, for one thing, I think, you know what? Ironically, I was thinking about that today. I don't know where I was, but she crossed. You know what? I know what I was. I was looking for some mint oil, and she crossed my mind because I, I was in a, I was in a, an ethnic store. I was in an Indian store, and that's where I buy these things that, that are 100% right without any preservatives or anything. So anyway, uh, I saw a picture because some of the advertisements that will feature a lot of um you know people of um uh indo-pakistani descent and um one of them looked like Nicki minaj and and when i saw the picture i don't know why my mind went to uh the fact that i was like you know what what Nicki made her mistake at is she made that song make love with um with gucci and she was dissing um, she was dissing Remy Ma and I was like that probably was one of those I think that was the beginning of the end for her because simultaneously at the same time you got Cardi B that was coming up and right. and, and and now you have what what's her name Megan Thee Stallion uh-huh. and, mm-hmm. and so you, we think about it now and say man Nicki Minaj that whole persona that she had that whole Barbie thing remember we're in a different world now we were we're, we're in a world now where because she's because she's black or from Trinidad and 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 the whole Barbie thing and the pink hair and all the other kind of stuff. I, I guess I don't know now if, if that would be socially accepted as as it would have been, but I think her time has passed. I think she had a great run, and I think now as as hip hop has changed and we're seeing people begin to um, um, pay more attention to Cardi B and Megan Stallion and so, oh, oh yeah yeah it's like man. You know, and that's that's you know I so I say this, I was never a Nicki Minaj fan to begin with, really? but that's just because her her particular style, not to yeah. say it was bad, it just wasn't my particular taste. Like she had some tracks that were cool that you could bump, some stuff that sounded dope. Like she did. I'm not gonna say she didn't. Mm-hmm. You know. So I'll leave it at that. And the the whole. Wayne, uh, not Wayne, but Drake Meek Mill thing with her was hilarious. That was yes. kind of, yes. you know, so that, it was, that hadn't helped her situation either because the, the role that she played in that and then mm-hmm. Drake Meek don't even make it and it's kind of like uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so so jumping from that, she she put out there into into the interwebs that she she wants look and this is laughable to me bro yeah. like she she wants to play catwoman opposite robert pattinson's batman 
how can she possibly believe she can outdo Holly Berry? Shout out to my boy uh, Kevin Lopez. Uh, yeah, Kev, I, I, don't, I don't know you personally, but I appreciate this one, man. Yeah, <laughs> right now. I wouldn't even want to go behind Holly Berry. I mean, that Say, well, really, after Holly Berry was, um, what's her name? Anne Hathaway. And Anne Hathaway did a good job. Yes. yes. The, for, for what the character was, like, it wasn't your traditional Catwoman. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. It wasn't Eartha Kitt from way back in the yeah. day. Yeah. I mean, I'm more than the Pfeiffer because to me she did the she did but the job. You Anne Hathaway, she was she wasn't so much cat woman as she was a cat burglar, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> right. And and you know, she was a thief and she was a criminal who had some degree of a moral code. Right. And because you know the Batman, the Nolan Batman movies, they weren't the superhero movie. Yep. It was taking the Batman character and life. putting him in a very realistic world. Yeah, I believe that. For what it was, so I, I enjoyed Anne Hathaway's portrayal. We all know Halle Berry's Catwoman movie was trash. For what <laughs> I haven't watched. And then Michelle Pfeiffer is the penultimate yes. Catwoman. Yes, Michelle out of Pfeiffer. all of them. I mean, so I said Mickey Pfeiffer. Me, Michelle Mickey, Pfeiffer. Yeah, <laughs> Michelle. Oh, Pfeiffer, oh, oh, Mickey Fife. Uh, <laughs> Mickey Fife. But I mean, like, Nick, like I, I'm gonna say that. Stay in your lane, baby. Stay in your lane. 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 <laughs> you don't think he can? You don't think that he can change? You don't think that he can evolve to that? Like Will Smith did? I think he could just because he's been an actor and a comedian for so long. He, I think he could. Like he did it with the movie with uh, uh, Brian, Brian. Oh, the Upside. Yeah, I haven't watched it. I haven't, I haven't watched, watched it either. I haven't seen it either. But I know that was a more serious role for him. Mm -hmm outside of his norm and what he does. And I think he could grow into a character, you know, because eventually you grow up. And, like, he's not going to be the guy that's, like, twitching like uh, a cat on speed. But also, I think that here, you know, and this is the thing about people who are either comedians on a main stage or comedians in their own right. And I've told my wife this when I have conversations with people because I enjoy making people laugh. One of the issues with big that person is you are when it's time for you to be taken serious it's, it's hard very hard because everybody wants you to make them laugh right they want and you so to be funny they want you to be funny and they want you to be funny all the time and so if you think about smiling like Kevin Hart man and I have this sometimes there's some days and days can go by where I don't want to tell any jokes I don't want to make it I don't because I can I I, I, I consider myself you know, talented in that area where I can actually <laughs> I can see funny shit and I, I some of the craziest shit happens to me throughout the day. That's the weirdest thing. Like it's the craziest like I can actually I will be on the freeway. I will be the person on the freeway and I'll cut somebody off and the motherfucker would drive past me and not flip me off, but actually move me. 
Like, I would be the motherfucker that would experience that. And so, mm-hmm. because I can capture that, package it into a story, tell it to people, something I can make people laugh off of it. But some days I don't feel like having to tell that story. Right. And so, I think for Kevin Hart, I really believe that he feels that, look, I've done all the... I've I've, I've maxed out this laughter shit. I've done mo- I've done city to city. I've done this shit worldwide. It's time for me to do more serious roles where now I'm 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 vowing for an Oscar nomination. And I think well, that you know, you know, I think Kevin is smart enough to know. Kevin is a lot. I think Kevin is a better Steve Harvey. He is. I think Kevin is building a better brand than Steve Harvey does, than Steve Harvey has. I think Kevin will have a, a, a degree of longevity beyond what Steve has had. Because at this point, Steve ain't even on TV no more. Right. Yeah. So, well, he got Family Feud still. I don't think, he, I don't think he's on Family Feud. All right, sure. look, leave, leave, leave my auntie out of this. <laughs> family Feud. So... So yeah, last thing I need is Steve looking crazy when somebody when he asks one of these random ass questions. That that is a complete setup. But anyway, <laughs> so I mean it's a setup. Name one object that you and your husband share in the bedroom. Yeah, really, really. That's what we gonna go today. Yeah, you know that that's how that's how they really be. And like, don't get me wrong, Steve is comical. Steve is entertaining. But you know, at this point in time, you know, Steve. You know, he he kind of he he back he back plate now. He he the backside of the plate. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin is smart with what he's doing. He's branded himself a certain way, and he's gonna ma- maintain that and run it. Yeah. But back to getting back to Nikki, Nikki playing Catwoman. No. Nah, it's a, it's it's a, in the words in the immortal words of Randy Jackson. It's a no for me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, if not her, then who then? Uh, anybody with her? Nah, real talk. If nah, we gonna don't go, say anybody because they're nah, gonna nah, get anybody. Nah, I'm gonna tell you right now. If we're gonna go with a young cast and put somebody in the same kind of age demographic as Robert Pattinson, if we're gonna go with a, with somebody white, I would I would go for like Alexandra Daddario from uh she was in Baywatch. She was in that movie with The Rock where like the 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 city oh, flooded. She was in the Percy Jackson movies. So I mean, she's young. She's attractive. She she fits the. She's athletic. She fits the the profile. Uh, if we wanted to, maybe go for somebody different that that doesn't exactly look fits it. I mean, you know, somebody maybe ethnic that's not white. Uh, I don't really know offhand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I, I say that, but I know there are plenty of actresses out there that could do it and do a really good job at it. Uh, I'm, but, still, I'm still not sold on Robert Pattinson being Batman. Bro. You know, we weren't sold on Christian Bale being Batman. Like when I when I heard Christian Bale was gonna be Batman, I was like American Psycho. Yeah, <laughs> that was banging old girl looking at himself in the mirror, flexing his bicep. <laughs> Okay, yeah, and then him oh. like him like hatcheting somebody with a with a with a, with a fire axe, so oh, over business cards. So yeah, like American Psycho was Batman, and it was you know it was literally you know one of the greatest Batman films ever. You know, second to only Michael Keaton. I rather they just scrap the whole Batman okay. idea and just Batman Beyond. I mean, we've never heard that story. Oh, that gonna happen. That it should happen. Mean, no, we've seen should. like five. Incarnations of Batman already. Yeah, Adam West, 
Adam West, Michael, Michael Keaton, Keaton, Robert, I mean, uh, George Clooney, Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer, Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck, Christian Bale. That's six Christian Batman. Bale. Now we got Pattinson. We have, we've seen this Batman story. We got Pattinson. Exactly. We've seen it. Is but, but well, I'll say this. Maybe, maybe, and so I'm gonna say this. Maybe this is how DC gets it right. <laughs> Maybe, maybe, maybe this is how DC gets it right by going for more character-driven stories. Because this is, they, I think they're essentially going for a younger version of a, a, a more detective story. How they deal with Christian Bale, without it being so much of maybe even dialing back the superhero a little bit more. But they said Penguin is talking about Catwoman. Is talking about We've seen Penguin. We've seen, we've seen Two-Face. We've seen Penguin since we was nine. So, you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I am, I am, I am a Batman fan to the fullest. Mm-hmm. So, I, I'm. I will tell you with 100 absolute surety. When this movie comes out, I will be in the theater scene. So I am going to reserve my judgment until that happens. Yeah. But what I would reserve my judgment on is Nicki Minaj being Catwoman. Nicki Minaj need to go sit her prosthetic ass down <laughs> and go because like like her her butt and her thighs don't match. She got like a nine angle at what they meet. So like nah Nicki, nah, this ain't this one ain't for you. Stick to the crazy robotic rapping shit that you do. <laughs> All right. All that stay stay with stay with the crazy faces and the words and the rapping and all that stuff. Do do the freestyle with Jimmy Fallon on late night shows. Do all that. You you are not you are not Catwoman. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's what that's what I said when I saw that. So, uh, moving on to our next order of business, and this is this is kind of a downer. Uh, Sadie Roberts, who is best known for getting the National Museum of African American History uh-huh, no, uh, DC. in D.C., uh-huh. getting it off the ground, getting it created, bringing it, bringing it to life. Uh, she was, she's passed away. She was murdered uh, from Louisiana. Correct. From, in, in Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge. The, the, the red stick, one of my least favorite places in Louisiana. Your least and favorite places. One, one of them. Interesting. Uh, I'm not a I'm not a fan of the the red stick. Anyway, you gotta give it a shot, man. Oh, I live there. Hence why. So give it a shot. the best thing about Baton Rouge was Whataburger. So really, yeah. So I gotta take you around one day when I'm down there. Hey, bro. All right, yeah. You have to show me something different. Show you some spots, so, man. I know, but. So it's a a tragedy, man, because this woman created something. This woman had a had a part in creating literally a legitimate monument to African-American history like we've never had before. Mm -hmm. We have we have monuments to African-American history. And a lot of times they're negative because normally they're Confederate monuments. Normally they're sites where slavery has occurred. Normally, it is it is it is places that are recognized for the terrible things that have happened to our people and our culture. This woman had a hand in creating something that shows the beauty and the talent and the amazing history that we continue to create and 
to lose her culturally is a loss. And it's just, it's senseless. And it just, it baffles me that, you know, that someone would have the compulsion to take someone's life like this. You know, I just, I, that, that's all I got. On it. Like, I just, I, I ain't even, like, that's all I got. On it. I feel like, I feel like as a culture, it's a, it's a loss. And that's one of the biggest losses we could take in this day and age. Yeah, we, um, I, I, I think the, and the even more interesting part is, is that if you asked people who she was, uh, before she died, a lot of people couldn't identify. But because I'm from Baton Rouge, I was very familiar with her and her work. And so, you know, one of the one of the things is that, again, we 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 have this tendency to memorialize people when they're dead, and then we begin to learn and say, "Wow, she did all of this work." Yeah, she right. did all of this work, and so um, it, it's it's definitely a. a it's definitely unfortunate how she how she passed in that way. I, I it, it, that bothered me for about a couple of days because I was like, man, who before they caught the person, I was like, man, who would do something like that? I mean, somebody who's seventy five years old. There's nothing right. that somebody could say or have done that would warrant them being killed in that fashion. And mm-hmm. and then to think that it, it's it's about some a fucking rent payment is even more even more devastating and even more offensive. Um, and so again, it's people who, and, and again, the response to her death should be right along the lines or even better than Nipsey Hussle because what she was doing from an art perspective and what she had been doing from a culture perspective for decades under the radar. Um, little known for a lot of people who, again, in ba- if you were in Baton Rouge, you knew who she was. You familiar with her work outside of it. Um, right. A lot of people weren't. And as, I'm as, not gonna sit here and pretend like I was. I was all abreast of who she was. No, like, I mean it's. it's, it's, it's I, I I I would say I have heard of her before, and but it was genuine, genuinely in passing, you know, and that was it. And then I knew her of her. Because of the museum, and literally, this article brought this this moment in this instance in her tragic passing brought it all back to the forefront, you know. And it's just it's it's one of those situations I think when we we're not celebrating someone very much to be celebrating until it's too late. Yes, you know. And it's mind you though, it's not like she was terminally ill. It's not like, oh, we knew she's going. No. Mm-hmm. It's, she was taken in a senseless way over something as foolish and as, as, as not necessarily trivial in, in people's lives, but over money. Yep. That's ridiculous, man. And to kind of clear things up, I mentioned that she opened the museum in Baton Rouge, not D.C. Yes, Baton Rouge. Also, um, and I'm, I'm looking up this now. Um, she didn't even have a, a, a Wikipedia page that she's just gotten one. Somebody's just put this information on there because I know I've been looking for it uh, when she passed and it wasn't up. And as as I as I look at it now, as we're recording, all of the sources from and this is how you know when it's new. All of the all the references from the Wikipedia page is 2019, and so yeah. this is when you know that you know. Um, 
you know, it's, it's, it's one of those weird things. I, I wish that a lot of more people knew about her work within the outside the spectrum of Baton Rouge. And, and I mean, she did a whole lot of things. I mean, with even the, the Juneteenth celebration, she organized Veteran Day, Veterans Day celebrations, all different types of things. It wasn't just African-American stuff. It was right. the broader picture. And she had a culture of life in BR and she 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 brought awareness and she was an activist and she was a positive person and she encouraged and fought for yep. the best of people. Yep. That's, that's true. And for for her life to be snuffed out so senselessly yep. in a situation like this is truly unfortunate. Yep. And before her, we didn't even have a uh, there was not even an African American museum in Baton Rouge, so that just tells you something, or that just tells you something. Period about you know various different cities that, or, and that's that's one of the first things I will do when I go into a different city, whether I live there or visit there, is to see if they have an African American museum because that would tell me two things. Number one, it would tell me if there's a significant enough African American presence, and then number two, it will tell me if the African-American presence there is significant enough to compel whoever's in charge of, of, of preservation to um, curate uh, um, some form of remembrance by virtue of the museum. And so um, that, that was, she founded the museum in 2001. And so if you think of Baton Rouge, Beirut has always been a city where there's been a substantial amount of African American people, and there was not a there was not a museum there dedicated to it. Remember, there's an HBCU there, and so um, very interesting to, to know that. But you know, that's and that's, that's interesting. You one of the the premier HBCUs that that's known. Yeah, so, uh, so it's a, it's a loss to the city. It's a loss to the state. It's a loss to the culture. It's it's someone who has done a lot for people and. Anytime something like this happens, it's just it's it, it just puts it in perspective. Like you know, it's you know you want to you definitely want to make yourself and make the people around you aware of the people and you know people who are in the city and people who are in the in the circles that that traveled, they know her, but not everybody does. Yep. That's why you know taking this opportunity to remember someone like that who. Who put who had the museum there, who helped get it off the ground, who contributed so much to the fabric of the city and the culture that's there, you know, the positive culture that's there. You know, that's that's always someone worth remembering to some degree. Absolutely. And yeah. to a great degree, not to some degree, but to a great degree and mention. Yeah. So yeah. all right. One one tragic loss to another. Uh there was a, an article that's come out recently that uh, Carl Robinson was a uh, African American politician in Mississippi who was running for their House of Representatives. He uh, tragically took his life and, and took his life. Mm-hmm. Now everything everything says that they were estranged. You know that they were going through whatever difficult situation. They were and that he received divorce papers, which is what prompted this situation. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the the situation is new, it's fresh. There's not a ton of information out there, 
But what I will say is it, it puts it into perspective because just reading about him and his wife, like if you if you superficially knew them, you would have looked at them as one of those couples that's doing things because she was a nurse in a clinic. He was running for House of Representatives in Mississippi. You know, they were doing well and well to do from all all superficial perspectives. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of the you look at if you don't really know them and you're not on the inside of it. And to see that he goes to her place of employment, kills her and then kills himself right next to her. There's just a level of symbolism there that lets you know there's so much more to it than, than what we know. Mm-hmm. And it's, just, it's, it's sad. It's real sad. Cause anytime, especially in a place like Mississippi, you know, you have an, a, a black man running for office in Mississippi in a red state, you know, as a Democrat on, on the platforms that he was running on. And he's he's out there trying to do good. And, you know, just to just to see the loss, like I, I feel I feel so sorry for her family. I feel so sorry for his family. Yes. Suicide is one of those things that just, you know, it, 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 it affects so many other people than a person that commits it. And it's just one of those situations where I don't think we'll ever know truly what happened. But, you know, I say I say that and I bring it up to say you never know who's going through something. And I know all of us, you know, all three of us here, mm-hmm. we're more or less we would I think we would all fall in that category of that strong friend. Mm-hmm. That person that kind of holds it down. Always seem like we have it together. Yeah. And, and thankfully, we have people who will check on us and will be there for us, you know, but just for everybody listening out there, if you have a strong friend, you know, check on them, too. Absolutely. Because, right. you know, they may seem like they have it all together. And there's going to be something that you don't see coming around the corner. Because I know just from my experience of being that strong friend, I've I've dealt with things personally, and if not for having those people that were there for me, being the strong friend for me when I needed it, a lot of times I don't know how I'd have gotten through those situations. I think we all have had those experiences. That's true. We're not as robust as we seem. I mean, I am, but I be going through stuff too. Like I'm robust and full of flavor. Like I don't yeah. know what you're talking. About. Yeah, till till you till the door of that bathroom closes. <laughs> it is like ah. Yeah, <laughs> why we got to talk about that, bro? Why? Yeah, then all of a sudden the tears start flowing. Until the song comes on that reminds you of something. Is what's up with the bathroom? So, you know, with with that being said, though, let's 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 make a con, con, you know a conscious effort to definitely check on that strong friend. Put put some some emphasis on you know if it's somebody that's always there for you. You know, make an effort to to be there for them to some degree and in some capacity for them. Exactly. I'm up like, hey, you good? Everything all right with you? Whatever. Let's kick yeah, it. Let's yeah, get yeah, a drink. You, you need something. I'm just no drinks. No drinks. Just let's come. No drinks. Let's it come. It could be coffee. No, just just yeah. come with because if you make if you relax, you just may desensitize yourself. However you feeling right now, just bring yourself. Just come Listen. in and throw it all out right now. And then after we're done, we can have a drink. 
You don't want to have a drink and then you get to talking. I think by drinking though, you you kind of know that everything out. You know, my actually more comfortable. All right, you know what? No, let it out right now. We don't need no drinks. No, I need a drink in my system before I just get all emotional. Oh, okay. So you need a drink to get emotional? Sometimes. You need a drink to vent? Yeah, sometimes I do. Call me now. Call my nerves down. You have to untrain yourself, sir. I don't want to untrain myself, sir. You have to untrain yourself. I don't want to untrain myself. Yes, you do. That's That's how alcoholics are born. I'm not alcoholic. You think you're alcoholic? Let's not not assault alcoholics. Y'all, 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 girls be interesting. I'm gonna say that. Yeah, yeah, they they are entertaining. No, there were some bottles at the football season's over with you two. I don't need any, I don't need drinks, I don't need drinks for this. If someone's bothering me, goddammit, I'm going to say it. I'll make it to week eight. Right. Anyway. Okay. We'll get that later. Go ahead. So, yeah. So, check check on your strong friend. Make sure they make sure they ill. K&A's and A's won't come on and all that good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Pat, uh, Pat, you good? I don't know. Am I? I'm asking. I'm checking on you, brother. I don't know. I'll get a drink. I'll let you know. <laughs> the boy said I'll get a drink. Okay. Go ahead. That boy said he got a lubricate his emotions. <laughs> You gotta lubricate your emotions. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so moving on to something significantly divisive. Uh, it's gonna be a fun conversation. Yes. Current elected president of the United States. Of America. America. Uh made some Highly inflammatory comments. Not for the first time, though. <laughs> Matter of fact, it is so habitual that it's not even surprising anymore. I'm trying to figure out why it's why are we surprised? on the news all day. Yes, I'm like, I, I'm I I would have expected him by not to say the n word. Like, <laughs> I mean. Oh, oh, he, he, he's smart enough to say that. Think, nah, that's not true. See, that's I'm the problem. Right Trump, Trump decide he going to go ahead and drop that M-bomb. Say, bro. He don't have to drop it. His supporters, who make up 25 to 32% of this country, is his base. That's We have 325 million people in this country. We have, I can't remember how many are eligible to vote. He... The, the very fact he has one out of every four people that are devoted to him, man, that's a lot of people. And so he didn't have to drop it. Remember, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't chant, he didn't do the chanting yesterday. That was them chanting. That's, that's true. That's that's Donald so, Trump's signature Before we get into the whole chanting thing, the 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 initial statement he made towards the the democratic representatives yes they're all women all minority all women all minorities three of them are american born one is a naturalized citizen who came over when she was 10 years old mm-hmm. so as a refugee from a from somalia yeah you know somalia. yes so but essentially all four of them are american citizens three have been born here 
they they represent districts throughout the United States as a duly elected representative. That's right. They they serve at the behest of their constituents in the districts that they represent. That's right. Very few things as American serving on behalf of the people you represent. They sent you here, not Mr. Trump. Right. So the comment he made that is so divisive and is inflammatory uh, among the others, but the newest and the latest and the greatest is for them to go back to their countries and fix them. Go back to where they came from. Yeah. Now, if anyone has ever experienced any type of racism or discrimination, you know that go back to where you came from is an inherently racist and inflammatory statement. With a very long history. And with a very long history. Yeah, of usage and practice. Now, I would say in Mr. Trump's defense, um, I would bet a diamond to dog shit. He's probably not familiar with the long history, but you don't have to be familiar with the history to know whether or not something that you say is inflammatory. So, I, I would, I would, I would bet a dollar that he doesn't know a lot of stuff, but I would say that you have to be oblivious, literally, history of racism in any context or degree, to not know that go back to where you came from is a racist statement. It is literally on the Equal Employment Opportunities website as an example of discrimination. Yeah. That exact phrase, go yeah. back to where the, but, the, but you know, the is listed as a criteria for someone being racially discriminated against. Yeah. But you know, Donald Trump's ascension into the White House really was the the end of political correctness as we know it. And so the idea of I me not being able to say what I feel, you don't like it in this country, go back where you came from. I think that for number one, I believe that what he's even though he may not know the history of it, he he's he's witty or smart enough or crafty enough to know that what he says is inflammatory and it can fl- it can fan the flames of bigotry. And that's I would probably say that's probably one of his goals. And so, the, the idea, yeah. And so, his base of voters around him. Yeah, so, I have to mobilize them around something. Yeah, I have to mobilize them around something. Here's what I can't mobilize them around. I can't mobilize them around any of my accomplishments because all the things I promised I would do for them, like building the wall, because remember that's, that was a, a hallmark thing. Well, that hadn't been done, and so that the the first. Um, alternative thing was is to say that um, um, that we we renovated parts of the wall and we built parts and we did this this and that that didn't really stick so now it's you know that's the playbook really is is to push the needle so far and this is what I think the theory is push the needle so far to where the the 
uh, Democrats would um, attempt to impeach, and then he can ride off to the sunset and go into reelection. Because well, if you think about it like this, I can't even. I can't even say the Democrats would attempt to impeach. No, nah, that would be the worst thing they could ever do. That's they the worst they, thing. they tried to do it. One of one of a, a Democrats bluffing. There's, that's bluff. There's no consensus on it. No, I it was Al Green, a Democratic. Yeah, uh, he's, he's been talking crap for the long time. No, he did it. He did it, and they voted it out. That's what I'm saying. There's no consensus, though. See, you can go in and introduce something, the, and, and that's that's part of the bluffing part. There's not enough consensus around the Democrats as a whole that we're going to impeach this guy. And and here's why. Number one, they know it's not going to work because in order for you to impeach. The trial is held in the Senate, which is all Republicans, so he would be kicked out. But number two, if you think about it, if they voted to impeach and it goes and he goes on trial in the Senate, the that would make that would be the news headlines from here on out until election day. So he would be on trial for impeachment from here on out, or however long ago. I'm not I'm not all the way familiar with the impeachment rules that that take place in the Senate, the the whole trial rules or whatever, but. That would be something that would actually attempt to mobilize his base, because what a lot of people and again, what the Democrats have on their side is they know that when the Republicans did this to Bill Clinton back in, I think, 1998, Bill Clinton's Bill Clinton's approval rating went up because what people said was, is, yeah, he lied. Yeah, he lied to know. Well, well, the economy is good. I don't know if it's an impeachable thing. And so that's the thing for Donald Trump is, is that a lot of Americans will possibly mobilize around it. I'm talking about voting Americans, people who will, will be responsible for electing him and say, yeah, go back to where you came from. Yeah, you know what? That could be construed as racist, but I don't know if that's enough to impeach and kick somebody out of that office. Here's the thing, here's the thing. It is listed by the Equal Opportunity the, the, the Commission on Equal Employment Opportunity as a racist statement and in any other position in any other company and corporation in the United States of America, you could be sued, fired, terminated, and charged with discrimination. But stop right there. That's the difference. He's not a company. He's a politician. And so politicians are just like we just said. They're duly elected people. And so because you're duly elected, and here's what I always say to everybody I usually have these conversations with, the worst thing you can ever do is kick somebody out of office. If you really want to make a statement, if we really want to put front and center um, what type of country that we, we think we'll have or what type of heart we want to put our hearts on the scale, the best thing for the American public to do, if this is not what they like, if they don't like this, is in 2020, vote him out. Don't wait for Robert Mueller to indict him on something. Don't wait for the House to impeach. Don't wait for none of that. Get your ass up, go into the polls, and vote against him if you don't like him. If you like what you see, if you feel that the economics are a lot better than the cultural stuff, you're going to worry about that, then keep him in. And so, again, I, one of my biggest fears is, is that people who are Democratic or independent or whatever, they've sat on they've sat on the sidelines the whole time waiting for Robert Mueller, thinking Robert Mueller's gonna indict him and kick him and put him in jail. And I said, that's not gonna happen. I said Robert Mueller's not gonna Robert Mueller's not gonna go that wanna go down in history as the guy who kicked out the president. That's your job. 
you put him in. If you don't want him in, then you kick him out. That's the way it goes, unless he does something treasonous or something like that. So far, saying a bunch of shit, saying racist shit, yeah, that's racist, but that's just more, that's more opposition that you can use to say, this is why we don't want this guy. And so, yeah. you know, and, I, I don't know. If, if, and and I, I agree, I, to a degree, I agree. You know, vote him out, deal with it that way. You know, you deal with it that way. And that's the best way to do it. Yes. Kicking him out would send the country into chaos. Because like I said, he has 25 to about 32% of people who make up his base. People who are with him, no matter what he says or does, he can get up and say nigga tomorrow. And they will never leave him. And so what people need to think about is, what do you think? And, and we have to think about this going forward after he's gone. Because he won't be president forever. When he's gone, the people he's fanned the flames of, those people have to go somewhere. They have to rally around something, and they're not just going to go away. These are people who who have, who have make up it and who have an ideology that I've lost this country. This country is not the same country as it was when I was growing up. And because of that, again, and, and this is another thing we should look at. When you look at the Republican response to it, there's two there's two, there's a representative and there's a person running for governor in Louisiana who said, I'm, Donald Trump was right to say that. If you don't like it here, go back to where you came from. Nobody has talked about that. Nobody has oh, no. talked about the numerous uh, different uh, representatives uh, in other states. Several representatives. Who, who said, you know what, he's right. So here's the thing. There's a bigger thing that's brewing and so when people pay attention to just Trump and say he's the problem if we just get rid of him it'll just be all bygones again it's not true what he's leveraging was already there and so we can't put it on him and say it's his fault because it's not his fault he didn't create all he didn't create all of this he just leveraged it enhanced it exactly and so again when we look at this stuff and when we assess it and analyze it, I think it is so important for people to look at it from a perspective of assessing and analyzing it to understand it. Because you say, man, if there are many people who, who thought Donald Trump didn't have a chance. And I thought to myself, you must not watch The Simpsons. He had every bit of a chance. <laughs> You're right. If you want to understand the American psyche, just watch the Simpsons. And you saying that, I'm looking at it, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna marinate on this for a while. But yeah, if you don't like, if you don't like the way things are done, go back to where you came from. Go to the cities, and go to the states, and go to the election ballots, and go to the polls. Go back and to where you came from. That's right. Vote. You know what he said? The one thing, and, and putting it in that perspective and looking looking at it that way, yes, go back to where you came from, go to wherever wherever you're from, wherever you live, and vote in the next elections to get them out of office. There you go. And you're right. That's the perspective it needs to be. In. Not only just him, but everybody else who decided to jump on this. I think you think he's going to win 2020 again? Do I think he'll win? I think he will. I think he has a very, 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 very high chance. I think unless a Democrat genuinely sets themselves apart, 
he's going to win. And that's going to be hard when it's 24 people. Because all well, they're going to do is just beat each other up. And so here's the thing, here's the thing. You know, we've had, what, two debates at this point? Mm-hmm. You have another one coming up that's, uh, you know. Harris? And, um, the shit was a, it was, but it was a, the shit was a clown show. It was a clown show of a bunch of people saying, I'm going to get down with Trump. No, 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 no. I'll take it. No, it's, it's, no, it's all, it's all. It's a clown show. Yeah, go ahead. It's foolery. It is. It is. It's a bunch of people chasing a cast tail. At the end of the day, though, eventually that field is going to be significantly whittled down. Exactly. But at what cost? At what cost? Because here, real quick, we saw that we saw it all set up for Hillary Clinton in 2016. He was practically set up for her. And then all of a sudden, Bernie Sanders came out of nowhere. Well, what yeah. happened when Bernie Sanders support? Bernie Sanders had. He had galvanized the angry left. Remember, Trump got the angry right. People didn't realize that there was an angry left. There was a left who said, wait a minute. I want free health care. I want free uh, uh, education. I want free college. I want free, 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 free. And Bernie's saying free everything. He ain't saying how he's going to pay for it. And how right. we'll get, but it's free. I like that. Plus, I'm pissed off. I'm tired of the rich people getting everything. And I ain't got shit. Well, people didn't realize that Bernie Sanders had galvanized Look at look at his. If you go back and look at the old footage from 2016, he had just as many people his rallies that Trump had it is. Well, what happened when what happened when it was all decided and all the super delegates and this be going deep into this political stuff, but the super delegates they had already committed themselves to Hillary Clinton and all of a sudden Bernie Sanders is left. A lot of his supporters saying, "Fuck that, y'all fucked over my man. I'm staying at home. I ain't voting for that bitch. Well, I ain't voting for her." You get what I'm saying? I, know, I, I agree with you, and it's it's one of those situations. But that's why I, that that's why I say you have to have somebody that sets themselves apart and can unify the Democratic Party. There you go. There that's you go. why the Democratic Party needs to come together and be one legit united front against. I mean, the fact that there's 24 Democratic candidates is ridiculous, and they're fighting. Remember, you got the progressive wing, which is Andrea Contran, um, um, the, the, four, the four ladies, and then you got the Nancy Pelosi wing, the establishment wing, they're more centrist, that's the Joe Biden wing, and you got the Bernie Sanders side. So you have this, you have this revolution taking place on the left that the, that the right, they've already had that revolution. That's how Trump came in. They had that revolution, and he jumped in and said, look at the ashes. I'm going to be the phoenix. Right. Now you got the left have that going on. You, you would think I would have thought, okay, Biden looks like uh, he looked like he would be probably the person who would be who would be able to go level to level with Trump. They're about the same age, you know. They they, they get their language is probably a lot more similar in terms of they 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 both have a tendency to say whatever's in their gut. Yeah. And so you would say, man, that would be the perfect matchup. You think everybody would get out of the way? But debate, look at Kamala Harris. She goes straight for his head. Hey, look, and that's that's what I was about to say, and I, I don't want to sit on this one too much longer because we can talk about this for hours. Yes. What I is, if personally, if it's gonna be somebody, and I had to be behind one of them, I, I'd be behind her. Hmm. Interesting. So to her, Joe and Biden you, and Bernie Sanders. Mind you, I'm not I'm not entirely a fan of everything she says, but to be real, if you're gonna go head to head with Trump, 
I need you to have a little backbone and be okay with swinging that bat for somebody's knees. Because you're going to have to. You have to, go you have to go all this, let's go high. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, no. You're going to have to You have to get the mud. You're going to have to get the mud. Show them what that work about. <laughs> so, she can do that, though. And, and she so, we'll, we'll, we'll save some more of that because I know we can go there to that some more. And there's so, more to come. Oh, yeah, of course. As, as things continue to happen. So, Getting into our last topic of the night. Sing it like you mean it. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to see The Lion King this weekend. It just dawned on me. It came out today. It comes out tomorrow. But people are oh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. so we can see it today. Yeah, yeah. it so come out see it today, right? That's what I thought. People are already on Facebook right now. I'm like, no, if I see it, scroll up, scroll up fast. I don't want to see it right now. at all. Yeah, I think I'm going to go see it. You know what? I may just go see it in the daytime tomorrow. I don't want to be bothered. So I think I'm, I'm going to do it. I, I, I want to feel like a kid again when I go and, and watch it. You'll see it. I want them to be equally as emotionally scarred when Mufasa died as I was. Oh, my God. I can't. Yeah, that, that, and that, you know what? That's always that's, – that's, that's something I'm – I don't know. That's still something I'm gonna have to prepare myself for because that's always a really tough. That I don't care who you are, if you're a fan of Lion King, that when he yes. dies, that's like man, that hurt. You feel like James Evans died on Good Times, like that. It's the same feeling, right? If you watch Good Times over and over, don't that episode make you feel like, man, damn, why James had to die? That's how you feel about. That's how you feel about uh, Mufasa. <laughs> I ain't really watch good times like talking about it. Me neither. No, but like I was, I was like fourteen, so like that didn't come till later in life for me. So, but I ain't experienced it like everybody else. Yeah, yeah, I got. But with that being said, I'm gonna go see it. I'm not. I wasn't necessarily a fan of some of the casting choices, but I'm gonna roll with it. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm gonna see it just because I'm excited to see it. I enjoyed yes. the Jungle Book when they remade it. Aladdin, Aladdin, Aladdin was good. Oh, you uh, saw Aladdin? Both of y'all saw Aladdin? Yeah, I enjoyed I Aladdin. Aladdin. I haven't seen Aladdin. Aladdin. How about you know? And so we're gonna do this, so we don't, we don't keep drilling on for too long. Uh, let's one, we're gonna do a Facebook Live. So let's get y'all opinions. I think we're gonna do a Facebook Live this week about the Disney remakes. Ah, Facebook Live about the the our, our childhood animated remake with that live action. Remix. So we got a Jungle Book. We got, we got Jungle Book. We got Aladdin. We got uh, uh, Lion King. You know, we got Little Gold. Mermaid coming out. Little somewhere. Mermaid's getting is is, is going to be another one. Uh -huh. So we got we got some oh uh, Beauty and the Beast. Yep. We got Beauty and the Beast. You mm -hmm. know, Snow White, Maleficent. If you look at the bigger picture. Before we're done with all this, if you look at the bigger picture, this American nostalgia we had, I was, I had some questions I had to answer um, that someone sent me that I had to answer this about some various different things. And I'll talk about that later as it comes to pass. But that was one of the, my, one of my topics I touched on was we really, we are really fascinated. And I always want, I don't know, I'm going to have to do research on it to find out, are other countries fascinated with 
do they suffer from this kind of nostalgia? Like we are here, we are talking about all these different things that are reemerging. And so again, if you put that picture together and you and you you carve out and say, it all makes sense. Donald Trump was talking about how getting back to the days when this was this, this and this, this and this, this and this, and here we are, here we are in the middle of this reemergence of everything that we all the childhood things we grew up with. I just was reading the other day that Nintendo, Sega, and all those companies were re relaunching um, the Nintendo and the Sega Genesis and all of that shit. So I'm gonna say this. I think I, I think other countries have already been through that to some degree because most other countries have a much longer history than we do. True. And, you know, just for example, just talking about films, you look at Godzilla. Yep. Godzilla has been, you know, Japan. Yep. You know, it's been, it's been, they, we've had what, dozens of Godzilla movies, man? We've had dozens of them. And I've not watched one of them. They came out with Shin Godzilla, which was like 2018, 2017. Mm-hmm. OG Godzilla. While wow, we had our Godzilla movies in America. Yep. So I think that level of nostalgia is different overseas because they have a rich cultural history, whereas America really don't. Yeah. I think we have a, we have a we have a rich culture history in our own way. We have a rich culture history in terms of we're always creating new norms. And then we create these new norms as we go. I'm a, we uh, agree to disagree on this one. Seriously. Think about it. No, I, I do think about it. So you know what America's rich culture history is for me? What's that? Appropriation. Uh, what do you mean? Say, America has literally stolen or used things from other countries to create its culture, whether it be people. But there's no such thing as original. Like, there's nothing new under the sun. Everything has been rehashed. You know, I don't disagree with you, but like, for instance, speaking of Japan, Japanese myths and Japanese history and Japanese culture, America ain't got that. Well, America did have it. It was called Native but if you look at the Japanese, look what, what, look what their culture came from. Like, like, kind of but if you look we, at the Japanese empire in the 1930s, I mean, y'all talk about Japanese and myths, all kind of shit. That's because that's out of your lane, sir. The it's culture. Out of, it's out of your lane. I will never, ever say America has a very life. America has a very rich culture. It, our, what the uniqueness of the rich culture is our ability to recreate the norms and how, and this is something really, really, really that we all should ponder, how even though there are groups that have been, that have been excluded from the larger picture, whether it was African Americans, Chinese women, all of that, every group, every uh, the Italians, the Irish, we have all found a way to contribute to the larger picture. And that big I, melting pot, that <laughs> melting pot is something we have that other countries don't have. We don't, I, there's I, no, I, we, we're, you start off next episode <laughs> talking about cultural, cultural differences in cultural history. Yeah, I can do that. I mean, this this focus on Lion King, so, please. Let's focus on Lion so, King. Yeah, so look, please. I'm gonna tell you right now. When it comes to Lion King, 
Don't no hit and vibrate in my chest, we're gonna have an issue. The hell with Sir, I, if, if I don't get the same vibe, I'm ready for Rafiki. I'm ready for him. I'm ready for Timon and Pumba. If Rafiki don't smack the piss out of somebody, we move it. We move it. That's the problem. You're going to go to the Lion King. You're going to go to Lion King wanting it to be better than the one you had. When you say, you know what? The one I saw when I was a kid was the best one. Why should I go look at the new one? Just because it's more. Because I want my children to be equally as traumatized as I was. So, true. That is true. And they may not be. I'm going to respect them. ice cream liquors when we were growing up. There's no such thing as that. Ice cream liquors. Think about it. There's no such thing as as, uh, uh, canned good openers. You know, like crazy shit that that happens that kids today got to worry about. The Lion King is the last thing they'd be traumatized for. Well, we need to show them Lion King so they can separate themselves from reality because this reality sucks. Yeah, I ain't gonna say I like. Well, it's, not it's, so, it's, but you know, it's up and down right now. Yeah, it's just... but with that being said, not to not to drag it on too much. You know, it's been it's been real. It, we talked about it tonight. It's per the norm. We always run over. Uh, we do. It happens. But you know, just kind of you know, quick recap. You know, Nicki Minaj, don't you not cat woman, baby? That 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 <laughs> ship. Never left the port. Let it go. Uh, Sadie Roberts, we we put it out for you. We say a prayer for you because of all that you contributed. Uh, Remembering Carl Roberts, his wife, Mm -hmm. and the tragic events that happened in Mississippi, and two individuals who, you know, were were taken away too soon. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, the the whole situation with Trump is going to resolve itself. It will. No it's just a reality. He he says, "Go back to where you came from." Yeah, go back to your districts and vote him and everybody else that supported him out. Yep, that, that's how you, that's how you do it. Ten four, and then <sighs> Hakuna Matata. It means no worries. Hey, bro, look, still your days. Hakuna Matata. That's... Oh. It's a problem free. Say, Dude, you sound you sound ridiculous. <laughs> Stick to your day job. Yeah. yeah, stick to your day job. Okay. No, okay. Stick, no, stick, no, stick, no, stick, right. stick to the no, day okay. job. Right. Yeah, stick to your day job. Don't hate. Patrick. It's been real. It's your boy Martin. This is Merlin. This is Patrick. We appreciate y'all so much, and we are signing off with a wonderful Kona Matata. Peace.